Detroit, 2038. Technology has evolved to a point where human-like androids are everywhere. They speak, move, and behave like human beings, but they are only machines serving humans. Play three distinct androids and see a world at the brink of chaos, perhaps our future, through their eyes. Your very decisions will dramatically alter how the game's intense, branching narrative plays out. You will face moral dilemmas and decide who lives or dies. With thousands of choices and dozens of possible endings, how will you affect the future of Detroit and humanity's destiny? Dun dun dun! Welcome back to another exciting episode of Small Constellation. I'm your host, Peaches Brittany. And if I could describe myself using a common kitchen appliance, I would say that I'm a microwave because I'm quick and easy. <laughs> I mean, at least you're not an egg beater. I mean, I don't, I don't want to think about what that would translate into. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Uh, who we got here? Um, Evan. Yes, I am here. It is me, Evan. Let's let's go. <laughs> what would you? How would you describe yourself? In terms of kitchen. <laughs> in yes. Terms of, in terms of, of things found in the kitchen. Um, I would say a, a can opener because whenever you need me, you can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Hey, yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> how would you describe yourself oh boy yeah uh i was kind of thinking about that maybe maybe just the, the kitchen sponge you know always there when you need me uh just kind of soaking up life you know <laughs> <laughs> nick reaching out i am here excellent same question so this isn't this isn't a, a pop quiz after the first person <laughs> heard the quiz it's gonna be the same question <laughs> I am a juicer. I showed up one day, and you don't know how to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we don't care about Jared, so no big deal. But I actually had one ready. <laughs> what you got? I'm a novelty waffle maker. You were really excited when you first saw me, and then you stuck me in the back of a cabinet never to see me again. <laughs> Ouch. So um, I... <laughs> I actually uh, came up with one for each of you, just in case you couldn't think of one. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, now I'm curious we, to hear. Were uh, we all spot on? Yes, 100%. I uh, absolutely guessed every single one of you correctly, because we're all that good of friends that... Um, no, no, uh, 0% across the board. <laughs> of course. Um, I'm not sure if we want to make this podcast explicit yet, because uh, Jared's is... Explicit. Um, oh, oh, geez. I don't think you normally keep that in the kitchen unless I'm doing <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> what do you do in your house? Um, Evan, I said you were a fridge because you're cool, calm, and collected. Aww. Uh, and anytime 
you know, somebody's really hot, you, uh, you're always really good at cooling them down and preserving them. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, Tyler, I said you're an air fryer <laughs> because you're the friend I didn't know I wanted, but the friend that I need in my life. <laughs> now that I have, I can't get rid of it. And uh, Nick, you're a cheese grater. One of those four-sided ones. <laughs> because no one ever uses all four sides. It's, they just use the one side. <laughs> if they use it at all. So you're, you're underutilized. Uh, you're old-fashioned. And in a pinch, you can be used as a torture device. Oh, ow. <laughs> <laughs> See That's on most of my dating profiles, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that might be your problem right there. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Do you want to know? Yeah. Oh, okay. I said uh, you'd be in an oven because I'd love to stick in a, a bun in your oven. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now that we got that out of the way, uh, we're going to talk about Detroit, guys. Um, should be part fun. Two. Yeah, part two. Part two. We only apparently got through car last time. Um, I was actually not expecting that. Uh, to be honest, I thought we'd at least get through a character and a half or two characters. Um, you guys want to talk about Marcus first? Let's do it. Works sure. for me. So, uh, for those of you that haven't played it, Marcus is a caretaker android. Um, you first meet him. Uh, what's that? What's what's his character? What's his what's his what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Carl. Uncle Ben. Carl. Yeah, it's Carl. <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> um, yeah, Carl. So he's kind of an old man. Um, or, you know, he's an elderly man who has a lot of. He's confined to a wheelchair, and he's an artist. He's a painter and a sculptor, and I guess he's really successful. So he's able to purchase an android. But where? Kara was really, really badly treated um, by her, dare I say it, owner. Marcus is treated really, really well. Uh, and so you kind of learn early on real quick that, that Carl kind of feels like, you know, Marcus is a son. Do you guys, did you guys kind of get that idea too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh for sure, yeah. And he wanted him to be his own person because he knew that he wasn't going to be around forever and – you could see, especially like the small choices, like whether you decided to play the piano or play chess or whatever, mm-hmm. he kind of sees like a personality blooming out of you. Yeah. When they, when they talk about the painting, he just asked him, you know, what's your, what's your take on it? Like he encouraged Marcus to have his own opinions and on mm-hmm. abstract things, not even just simple yes or no questions. He also likes Marcus a lot more than his biological son. Cool. True. Yeah. <laughs> the the son seems to be... The, the biological son seems to be kind of a drug addict and throwing away his life kind of thing. Living on his daddy's money. Right. Pretty much. Only shows up to ask for money. And I guess he seems uh, jealous, I would say, of Marcus for what, how well he gets treated by his dad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like you alluded to, I mean, there is almost just like that kind of surrogate parenthood uh, going on there with... Carl, like he's kind of taken Marcus under his wing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ended up playing the piano 
Me and too. I painted the desk. <laughs> I also painted the desk. I feel like the real question is, which song did you play when Dude, you? Dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> I think it was somber. Yeah, I, don't I remember I think, what. Yeah, I can't remember. I think I went for yeah, whichever one was like. I'm a broody, melancholy uh, android, and this is this is the song of my people. That's what I played. That's uh, yep. I think that's how it was phrased. I want to say I did hopeful just because he had just watched the news and it was like the world was falling apart, and so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to lift his spirits. Yeah, sure I, think I, I, I hope- I think I did hopeful. I think I did hopeful the the song as well. I don't think somber was actually a uh, an option. I just. I was gonna say, I think, I think it was like moody, maybe, or something like that. There was like something like that, moody, or I can't remember, thoughtful or something. Yeah, maybe it was thoughtful. Um, so just kind of moving the story along, you you're taking care of of Carl for a day or two, and then um, I don't know, you like leave or something, and then or or you do you come back to the house and you realize that it looks like somebody has turned lights on in Carl's studio. And, you know, Marcus knows that he turned the lights off before they left. Um, You walk in and you see Carl's real son in there trying to take some of his artwork, right? To sell for drugs, presumably. Right. Like basically his Mm -hmm. Carl started to cut his son off effectively. Um, And so in order to, get the money that he felt like was his by right he was taking to basically stealing work from his father to sell and so then uh the son approaches marcus and starts shoving him what'd you guys do nothing i believe i yeah i honored carl's wishes not to fight back same i think his name was leo yes yeah um i did some research online and apparently if you shove him you kill him yeah, yeah. T- two guesses what I sort of unintentionally did. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, my playthrough, basically if somebody could die, they ended up dying, even though that wasn't <laughs> always my intention. Um, okay, so I did nothing, and that caused Carl to have a heart attack and die. And then the cops show up, and, are like, and the son's like, it was the android, and the cops are like, of course we're going to believe the human, so they shot me. So does that mean if you kill Leo, then the cops just come in and are like, oh, you killed a person, dead. Yes, um, yes I th- basically. Ca- uh, Carl dies either way. Because... Oh. Uh, not, I, not necessarily. Really? I, I don't think he did, at least right away in my game. I honestly can't recall exactly what happened to him, but I don't <laughs> think he got shot or anything in mine. Like, if you, well, yeah, if you choose to, If you choose to push Leo... Um, Leo dies, but then Carl, like, he he crawls out of his chair and he's like, he 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 knows it's bad, so he's like, he he tells you to run. Yes, um, oh. but the police, like, the police still show up and she, like, either way, Marcus gets shot either way or okay. whatever you do. I I figured that was probably a hard either way. You're gonna get shot by police, um, because yeah. you you essentially you you get you get taken away and your body is dumped in a an android graveyard and you're left for dead yep and you have to i mean it's it was pretty creepy like i i hadn't expected the game to be so much of like a thriller i I didn't realize that it was a thriller i thought it was just a telltale adventure right but 
that right then and there, I was like, oh, this is, I mean, this is, there are going to be creepy elements to this. Uh, I mean, androids that are half working and broken uh, are walking around or crawling around, laying, dying. Like it's, it looks like a war zone really. Mm-hmm. And you have to uh, go through and find parts from either dying or dead androids that you can basically repair yourself. And then you crawl out of the hole. Mm-hmm. I thought one of the most interesting elements of that part of the story, like or like the thing that stuck with me the most was when there was another android. I can't remember exactly at what point it is when you're in essentially the junk junkyard there, but like where she basically tells you like she doesn't want to die. Like she's begging you not to remove a part. Yeah, that's one of the first ones you've come across. Yeah, and you you don't really have, at least if I recall correctly, that's one place where you didn't really have a whole lot of choice. But I still thought, like, what was interesting about that is just, oh, did you have a choice on that? Yeah, Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I spared her. Me too. Yeah, I I spared Um, her too. And I, like, for me, that was just, like, interesting because it's so early on in the story. Like, you haven't really, at least I hadn't yet, fully decided like my own viewpoint on these androids like whether or not they were like fully human or like i was really trying to place myself in marcus's marcus's shoes and be like well if i were an injured human like would i do this probably not but there's still kind of that disconnect right it's like well it's you know it's like a broken part like you just like there's basically no hope for this other android like marcus could make use of it like i, I don't know thought that was kind of an interesting dilemma yeah and because you didn't have that established connection with marcus like i just kicked to my gut instinct like oh i'll spare her and go find another one so which kind of i guess in a way progresses the story because he's becoming more human like the more he exists Mm -hmm. true um i i think my my favorite part of that particular part is when you know he's crawling out of the junkyard it's very because like because it's raining and it's dark so he it's not an easy climb like and he, i think he falls back a few times um visually it really reminded me of the battle of the bastards episode of game of thrones when you get that aerial shot of john just being pressed in by like dead bodies or just people trying right. to save themselves from him um or even um or also uh, god of war because there's a couple times in god of war when you have to like literally crawl out of the underworld mm-hmm. um, it kind of reminded me of uh, shawshank redemption y- yep that's yeah, what i was gonna say too. it's kind of that uh like you said kind of that crawling out of the underworld sort mm-hmm. of thing uh, it is a very classic cinema uh trope uh, the rebirth from yeah. hell mm-hmm. scene where they always come out and they're soaked in water um so as you're passing through a one of the androids is, i guess is stuck uh realizes that you're maybe becoming sentient or i don't know um just see something in you or just reaches out to you in general and tells you that some place that he can go to be safe is called jericho so that's kind of your purpose then at that point um is when you get out the hole you're gonna go try and find this jericho place and Jericho is basically a abandoned freighter in the harbor of Detroit that a bunch of, you know, uh, deviant androids have all gathered and they're quote-unquote living. Most of them are near death, but that's where they're hiding, basically. 
I need you to be Prometheus and light all the trash cans on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought that was a weird thing to do, and I was like, eh, maybe they just, just like the lights. So <laughs> yeah, as, as we've already said, there are times when certainly the storytelling gets a little bit heavy-handed, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like walking around bringing literal light to this like land of the blind and the misfit, and the, mm-hmm. kind of. Don't you get a triumph, too, if you light them all? I believe, I think so. I think, yeah. yeah, I think you do. Um, and I, I, I really liked the the journey to get to Jericho, like how it kind of takes you through all like the the quick time mechanics and stuff. Um, because even the ones you got with Kara aren't that actiony. Um, whereas you know this one showed you like how to like here's how you plot out a free run course, and mm. here's how you're gonna have to you know oh, yeah. map yeah, out yeah. something three steps ahead and figure out what's the best thing to do. Yeah, some of those were pretty cool, and just getting to see a little bit more of the city, like, one of the strongest things that I thought about the game was just kind of the art direction in general, and kind of the way it showed you that sort of semi-futuristic city, like, basically just something that you could you could imagine, anyway, the city's uh, Detroit eventually looking like that, so I thought that yeah. was and of course, it gave us the excellent uh, blend in with the humans meme. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. <laughs> There's like that shot of Marcus standing there in his coat, and it's like it says like in the wall, uh, like on the wall behind him or something. It's just like blend in with the humans. <laughs> so Marcus kind of becomes a beacon of action, and you know, just not, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily know if it's if it's hope for everybody, but. You know, he decides that they need to take action. Uh, is this how everybody, you know, everybody's story played out? Yeah, I was yeah. just kind of surprised at how, like, immediate you were like, I'm in charge here. Like, because Simon seemed to, like, kind of like, hey, this is Jericho. This is what we do. And you're like, uh, people are dying. We should go, like, help them and stuff. And then everyone just, like, naturally gravitates towards you. And you're like, oh, won't Simon be mad about this? And Simon's just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like they kind of allude to the fact that Marcus is somewhat singular, like even early on, like through the like the artistic sequences where he's working with Carl, like it just shows that he's, if not any more prone than certain androids to display a certain level of like sentience and imagination and free will, like it certainly shows that like he has kind of already been given free reign to develop that sense of self maybe more so than a lot of other Mm -hmm. androids like carl almost kind of has fostered that in him so Mm -hmm. i I think that they kind of are trying to get you and maybe all like just illustrate that all of the other androids are sort of drawn to that that sense of purpose and self motivation well like everything up to this point has been very based off of greek mythology for marcus so this is his allegory of the cave moment where he shows up and like hey there's a world outside oh yeah that's yeah that's true i hadn't thought Mm -hmm. about that so then you choose or uh i i went to the one of the facilities to try to nick supplies to help keep the androids alive Mm -hmm. yep and you hide from a guard and this is a very interesting turning point for my story with Marcus. I was hiding from the guard, and it asked if I wanted to try to hide, attack, or hide, run, or kill, I think were the options. 
And I couldn't decide. Uh, this was like the first real, first choose your own adventure game that I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really couldn't decide how I wanted to play it. And this was like the first difficult decision for me for the, in, in the game. Um, do I, and it's on the timer too. Isn't yeah, it? It yeah. That one yep. was a pretty quick one. If I so right. I decided that I was going to, so this is the way, this is what I said in my head. Okay. I got blamed for a death that wasn't my fault. You know, I was obeying and I, and you know, I was obeying a human and other humans turned their back on me and I got destroyed and left for dead by humans. I'm going to become this evil, not necessarily evil, but I'm going to hate all humans and I'm going to, you know, essentially do what I have to for my, for my kind. And I decided to kill the guard, but I ran out of time. Oh no. And so I think it picked uh, either hide or like do nothing. And so the guard <laughs> just stand there. Like. Well, that's basically, that's basically what happened. Is the guard nice just, night, officer? Yeah, the, the guard just turned and saw us nicking stuff. I'm um, supposed to be here, <laughs> and so we ran for it. Um, and I'm the only one of us that failed that mission. Um, it, it gives it gives two options. It says um, successfully got all the supplies, or you know, were found by guards and ran away. So you didn't um, have any other part in that whole chapter? Like you were done? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was done. Wow. We, we, I, think, I think there might have been a quick time event to not get shot by the guards. But once I was out of the, the fence area, um, that was it. I was done. Yeah, because oh, well, like... Mine was once, much different. Yeah, because like I hit... Yeah, I'm surprised because like the guard is actually another android. Yeah, there so was, like, there I, was a human guard too. Like, I think we hid, and then, like, the human guard somehow went away, and the a- android guard stayed, and he kind of, like, was like, yes. no, I'll help you. And we yeah. were like, can I join you? And then that was, like, a big group discussion, like, no, yes. And so I was like, sure, why not? More androids, the better. And yeah. I, like, got all the androids in the one box, opened them out. So we had kind of this, like, mini army. And then I think North is, like, the potential love interest for Marcus throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Hey, there's a big semi that has a ton of stuff. We should take that. And everyone's like, Oh, that's too risky. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Screw it. And so then you go into the guard um, room where the key is. And like, that is a whole new thing. Like, do you kill the guards? Do you sneak in? Do you distract them? Oh, huh. yep. And so then mm-hmm. I was able to just sneak around. I think I cut the power they were like, what was that? I stole the key, jumped out, and then we got the truck and we left. And like, there was yeah. no like really anything after that. I ended up beating the guards unconscious and taking the <laughs> truck. Oh, shit. I, I can't, I honestly can't remember if I got the truck or not. I'm pretty sure I ended up like, I'm pretty sure I, I ended up hiding. And then we were able to make a break for it. And then I might have told North, like, n- like after all of that went down, maybe I was like, nah, it's too dangerous. Like, we've got to just get the supplies that we came for and get out or something like that. I do, kind of, I do remember, like, recruiting the guy, I think, and opening up one of the other containers and letting some other androids out. But then I was like, okay, yeah. we've got enough people. We just need to book it. <laughs> yeah. And then we headed out. Yeah, the, I, I did what Jared did and uh, recruited the guard, and he made the humans go away and all that. Um, I think... F- in my playthrough, 
this like this is the chapter where I kind of like took on that like messiah narrative of like I'm just gonna start pulling random people to my cause and yeah that was definitely what I I started to do as well I was like man they're basically just handing me this arc on a silver platter like (laughs) this is what I'm gonna do with Marcus yeah especially since as Marcus you can just touch other androids and now they're like yes "Yes, I believe in you yeah Yeah. so it's actually interesting I ended up coming to the same same conclusion as you guys did Marcus goes back to Jericho and everybody's everybody's mad at him (laughs) (laughs) nobody not a single person in the crew north uh simon whatever the other black name was josh Josh. none of them liked me none of them thought that i did a good job and they thought that it was stupid and dumb because we didn't get enough supplies to really (laughs) save anybody what so i I had no control in any of this cutscene. marcus gets up and starts talking about hope and how we're supposed to do things you know and he himself like basically he chose his path for me (laughs) um (laughs) because he started talking about you know fighting back with peace and you know um only the only you know no violence toward humans kind of thing and um you know only do the destruction and damage that we have to do to make a point or, you know, to, to, to make change, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and so I was going to be like this bad guy and I was probably going to go the other way where I would just rather yeah, have like a violent revolution. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I was going to go. But he kind of chose his path. My indecision in that one scene <laughs> kind of ended up working uh, a different way for me. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd be kind of curious to see. Like, I know for, I mean, I know you can take a much more aggressive stance than certainly what I did in my playthrough. Um, so yeah, I'd be curious <laughs> to see just like what the extent of that be. That, that anyone, would honestly that'd be the main reason I'd want to play through the game again. Is to kind did of anyone that side of it. go real aggressive? Because I went peaceful too. Well, until the end when I reached a tipping point and I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't sound like anybody did. I did in what the next mission, I think, mm. at the media tower. Yeah. Well, or like right after that, didn't you? You guys had to. Do, was the media tower after that, or was there a part where you have to go? You go downtown, and you're kind of like tagging things and like freaking That's after the tower. After? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The media tower is uh, Stratford Tower. Is what's next? I silenced the guards um I, I i tricked them into coming out and then i knocked them both out oh like before you got into the control room yeah and then uh, um, that part confused me so much like i was trying to like i didn't really like any of the options and i was getting ready to click one and i don't know if i did the quick time wrong but then north just started shooting and i was like what are you doing i was <laughs> gonna handle it so for the i guess real quick for the benefit of our our listeners just if anybody hasn't played this part like i I guess the overall objective of this next part is like basically after marcus gets back and kind of is starting up this revolution and in jericho like they pretty quickly realize that one of the most important steps is going to be like getting the word out kind of spreading word to both humans and other androids that like hey we're here like we're not going anywhere and we need to be recognized as like individuals with rights. Um, And so one of the best ways to do that is, well, one of the ways that they decided to go about doing this is basically like by hijacking a uh, 
television signal, right? It's just a, like a TV broadcast yeah. or something yep. like that. And so they, they break into what's the equivalent of kind of like a, a news station or a TV station. And they're basically trying to get in and hijack this broadcast. So anyway, that goes back to, uh, yep, your guys' attempts to oh, sweet sure. talk your way or not past the guards. Yeah. Um, I, uh, made a, I, uh, I didn't even worry about the guards. Like I uh, profiled one of the secretaries that was sitting at that front desk and was like, oh, uh, she's got a kid. So I faked a phone call saying that her kid was sick. Oh, um, yeah, I, the, I did that too. Me and then too. Upstairs, I was like the uh, vending machine. I made it go all glitchy. Yeah, they're like, "What's wrong with that?" I did that when I got upstairs. I kind of, I think I garbled the. I'm pretty sure, like Jared was saying, I'm. I think I messed up the uh, persuasive dialogue with the guards, and the North just had to like shoot everybody. So it began (laughs) with blood. Uh, It ended a little better. I think we're talking about two different things because you guys are talking about when you get into the building first. And yeah, I t- told the one secretary that her kid was sick and she had to leave. But I, I think, Brandon, were you talking about the guards at the very top yes. of the building? Yeah, like, that's what I was talking about, I guess, at the very top. Yeah, and that just at went to hell. Very, at the very top, I managed to only kill the one person that was running away, the guards I got mm. subdued. Mm-hmm. I ended up letting him go. What happens if you let him go? Um, Police come. Yeah, he hits the alarm. Yes. That's what I figured, so I killed him. <laughs> um, and so uh, the police come, and I think I failed one quick time event, which got Simon down. Shot. Yeah, I think uh, that, happened, and that happened in mine. Simon told me to run, and I wasn't ready to make any sacrifices for Marcus, so I just left him and he died. And then we parachuted off the top of the tower. And so I think watching that super long video with all the endings if the police come no matter what simon gets shot mm-hmm. um so it's just kind of like if you didn't kill that guy trying to escape then simon's gonna get shot no matter what and well, i think he didn't die i left him and then he died well yeah i, okay. I pulled him outside yeah that's, and then yeah, we yeah, jumped off without him but apparently he survives because then later he came and joined huh. us again so oh I'm pretty sure in mine he died, so maybe however I did it, they... I, at least I think so. I can't, I can't remember that part. <laughs> so, well, we're skipping past, like, probably the biggest part of this chapter, which is the message that you send to the world. So right. what, did you guys, what did you guys tell the people? Freedom, equal rights, pretty peaceful and just calm. Like, right. hey, we just... This is what we want. We're not going to try to, like overrun you or dominate you we just want to coexist yeah, right that that was basically sounds like jared picked almost exactly the options <laughs> yeah, that same. i did yeah mine was peaceful you know we want freedom we want autonomy all this other stuff but then i think in the second when it's like you know now finish off like what's your final message i think that's where i got a little spicy and he was like (laughs) this these it's a spicy meatball (laughs) he's i think he says you know like this is the hope of a people but it's also a warning um and if you don't give us what we want then we will take it by force if needed um I can't remember the exact words, but he, it was very well crafted. It wasn't like an outright, like, you know, we'll burn this bitch down, <laughs> but also give we us will if we, we have might, to. though. <laughs> we, 
to 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 quote one of my favorite songs from middle school, we will knuck if we fill buck. So <laughs> there you go. I think I said something about we want control of the production facilities. Oh. Um, they said that because, you know, they wanted to be able to be in control of their version of reproduction. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw I that one. I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that and I was like, that might be a little, like, I feel like that's a trap door to inciting too much panic. So mm-hmm. I just, I, I skipped it. Yeah, my my like thoughts first and foremost were let's just establish the fact that like hey we're here and we're sentient like basically try and right. generate awareness and also the fact that we're not looking yeah like like you kind of said earlier it's not like we're looking to overthrow humanity but we're looking to rise up alongside it as you know equals and then I was like eh some of the other stuff we'll we'll work out the nitty gritty later. <laughs> And then I think one of the, I think it's one of the guards in this mission, um, if you kill him or not, it affects a choice later on down the line with Connor's story. No, I think that's uh, the the next mission. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. That is. Um, So the next mission is you go to like a town you square into an of... apple store and steal <laughs> yeah. a lot of <laughs> you, you break into apple and steal the androids yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but no uh i i chose so so yeah there's like a a shopping center district um where there's a uh well i think i think they divide and conquer so they they hit a couple different stores um but north went with me to this one yes and you can go around and all of the androids that are working you can convert mm-hmm. and then you can choose to either have a peaceful protest like non-destructive protest which i thought this was really really well done because it's not just you're gonna destroy this you're gonna you know preserve that but there was like a, a little meter that told you the percent of how peaceful your you know your protest was or how yeah, destructive uh... it was yeah, it was right. what what public opinion would be if it's either sympathetic or sure disagreeing or whatever. Yeah, I I thought this this was one of my favorite parts, honestly, probably of Marcus's story, and I, I couldn't exactly tell you why, but I just there was something kind of powerful about choosing. I feel like like this is where I really felt like you were kind of molding that message and like showing an example to people what you were actually going to do like words are one thing like with the recorded message but this was like kind of like you said like it was a very granular like step by step kind of like well what am i gonna you know what kind of symbol am i even gonna choose to represent our movement and stuff like that so it's like the iconography is kind of important and just and the message I chose the raised fist. Oh yeah, okay. For actual, for literal symbol, I chose a raised fist. I I'm pretty sure I totally just straight up picked like the hippie like peace symbol <laughs> looking thing. I was pretty much just like, "Yo, we're here, we're here, humans!" Like, I think there was we don't one, mean any harm. <laughs> there was one that was like a circle, or it was circular with yeah. like a dot in it, and I think I picked that one because I'm like. Like, I don't know, we're all in this together. Like, somehow that <laughs> symbolism made sense in my head. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think definitely, I, I went, I ended up being 100% peaceful. 
Same. Yeah. I think that's what I did for this one as well. Were there uh, multiple ways of breaking into the shop? Uh, I, I, don't I hijacked a truck and ran yeah, into the front of the store. I don't think any other option other than just driving through the front. Yeah. It yeah. kind of depends on how... It's like how much, like how much of the plaza did you clear of potential threats before you did that? Kind of oh. determines mm-hmm. if police show up. Because uh, there's like that drone flying around. There's like the guys in the right. pit, construction pit, and there's some other things too. And so if you make sure you clear all that out, like block off the streets so no one can get in, then it's like pretty straightforward. Yeah, I was going to say, mine seemed like really clear, if I remember right, until it was like, like it felt very much like one of those winning in the game, losing in the cutscene kind of moments where like, <laughs> I feel like it was going fine until like the very end. Mm-hmm. Which uh, for me, we got everybody to escape or we, I, I, I'm pretty sure I converted everyone in the square. Yep, yep, I did too. And then we heard, we were running because police started showing up. And then we hear gunfire and I turn a corner and a bunch of androids had sort of captured, I guess. Um, overpowered. Uh, over, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Overpowered a couple of cops who had mowed down, I don't know, eight or ten of these guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, And because of the me not being able to choose what I said in Jericho two missions ago, I decided (laughs) to go peaceful and I let them go. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. I also chose to let them go. uh, Yeah. At this point in the story, like when, when you start making those decisions, it's like, okay, I can be peaceful or I can, you know, set this shit off. I'd kind of, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, all right, how is this going to affect the larger narrative? What's the yeah. optics on this? Um, if we do, if I kill this dude, what's going to be the consequence later on? Especially yeah. if your goal is to have acceptance from humans. Like you're, that was my biggest driving factor is what's public opinion going to see? Like, yeah, is I my have... message going to be received if I kill a cop? And fun fact, when I was watching some of those endings, or actually, no, in my own gameplay, um, if you spare those cops, eventually Hank, who we'll get to later, who's the detective who works with Connor, it says, like, hey, I knew one of those cops, and he was freaking out, and they just let him go. And that kind of, like, helps Hank, his popularity towards androids increases as well. So from my perspective, like, I was thinking you want it to be peaceful, therefore any force against you gains the public support also being marcus you can just go down the street and touch as many androids as you want and you have instantly converted them right true so then is the next one the march i think so yeah i that's i think that's what i remember next so there's a little i think there's a little bit of a cutscene uh with north Right. Where it's kind of yeah. an intimate thing that if you choose the right things, you actually become lovers um, and mm-hmm. you basically share memories with each other. You find out that North was a um, uh, sex, sex android. Yeah, a sex robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't you actually find out that she was the one that you later investigate in one of Connor's missions, right? I don't think it was her, but I oh. think it was, it was the same model. Okay. Okay. Yeah, her story, like, 
hers is so annoying because like the very first time you get to Jericho, you get to talk to all the different the main characters, Josh, Simon, North. And one of the first things you can ask her is like, hey, what were you in a former life? Because that seemed like a, a logical thing. Like, hey, we're on the run. What did you used to do? And she instantly closed off and was like, why do you care? And I was like, oh, okay, something sensitive. I'm sorry. But then I couldn't talk to her again. And like throughout this whole process, like she's kind of the devil angel on your shoulder and Josh is like the good one. And right. so whenever it's violent, North is like, yeah, let's do it. And Josh is like, yeah, no. I was, was going to say North was definitely bloodthirsty yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like pushing for a much more aggressive revolution than what i was on board with which so like, as we'll find out later is important <laughs> yeah so yeah. like even though i was making peaceful decisions which she didn't really agree with i was really successful and so like we kind of became closer mm-hmm. and so that moment you're talking about when we're on this rooftop looking over the city and she like seems like she's getting really close to you and she, she asked you what i did in a former life and then it gives me two options, like just to walk away or to like ask her how she did. I was like, she already yelled at me the first time. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> walked away. And then after that, she never Actually, like... Actually, I was a male stripper in another <laughs> <laughs> And so after that, she like... we. I think that closes off the romance. Pretty much, yeah. Like plateaued right there. And I was like, well, crap. Like, I mean, I'm not gunning for them to be together but like that would have been maybe nice but (laughs) i i'm pretty sure whatever i did by the end of it uh north and marcus were on track to be in a relationship for sure which yeah no uh i did ask her what she did and then she she did the same kind of thing as what you were talking about jared she kind of was like i don't want to talk about it leave me alone and then you what the one i picked was i told her well if we're going to work together we need to know more about each other um and then she kind of opened up and got i think she actually she might have cried or gotten real, real upset about it and then you guys get real close and you sort of hand touch like you're in middle school <laughs> and you know you get like a semi touching each other's hands you know um and they their hands turn they lose like they go skin. white yeah, they, they yeah, lose the... they lose the synthetic skin, and something happens where they they share each other's memories, and so, yeah. um, and then after that, I see the pop up. It goes, "You are now lovers." <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. Which yeah, we, you got we have... her Pragers. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about that a whole lot, but I I think it's interesting that the androids communicate information by touch. Right. Where mm-hmm. like you know like we can. Like you can send information wirelessly. Like you don't have to. Well, they do both. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit of both. Kara like, does telepathy. She she doesn't ever say anything to Luther. She just thinks it. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't elaborate on that at first. Um, I Marcus think that, wasn't in a good Wi-Fi area. <laughs> <laughs> that comes up during Marcus's like when they're um, I don't want to say vandalizing the plaza, but when they're when they're you know tagging all the buildings and stuff he's he sends out that that thought like okay everyone you know into the sewers and go back to jericho they hadn't really established that a whole lot ahead of time but i like that you know when it comes to like liberating them or making them deviants they touch each other on the hand or the shoulder and they just say like oh you're free uh you're awake uh you you are you're you or something like that now right yeah um that's a that that i'm sure that choice of gesture was very purposeful and I, mm-hmm. I, I very much like that. So did none of you get uh, North's 
clone? I did. I saved the the other. Did you find out that North is like a uh, marriage model? Yeah. Oh, she was in the far enough with that. I'm guessing she was in the store, though, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. she has that moment in the store where she's looking at her, um, and that's when you first ask her ask her about her past. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. It gets it got weird for me because the the other copy of her shows up at the end, but for me, North dies. Oh, see, spoilers. I did my North live, so I didn't see the clone. My my so so we'll get to that in a, uh, eventually. But my my North does die, but not because I chose it. Uh, again, we'll get to that before it's too oh, long. But okay. um, so the the next mission I think is probably the last one that we'll talk about. I think, and then we'll move to Connor to catch him up because uh-huh. their story is really intertwined in the end. Well, wait, do we talk about how the Freedom March ends? I don't think uh, no. So that's yeah, that's that's what we need to talk about now is the Freedom March. Okay. Um, I thought it was really, really, really cool that you you go basically into a mall and you're sort of right at the entrance and or you're inside it, but right at the exit, I guess. And you're able to convert a couple of them, a couple of androids in the mall. Then you leave and you start walking down the street and you can change the camera angle to see all different types of all the androids that are working on the sidewalk and you start telling them to join you. And at this point, you're just, I mean, you're just pointing and clicking, you know? Um, yeah, you're not even, really you're not cool. even touching them to tell them to come join you. Well, you start by hitting button prompts, but at the end, he just looks in a general direction, and everyone is converted that mm-hmm. is in the, that field of view. Right. right. Yeah. So you're walking down the street. Um, I started chanting. Yeah. Yeah. And then... A couple of cops jump out and that are just, you know, uh, patrol walking. They're patrolling the street or whatever. A couple of them try to um, tell us to stop and and you know d- uh, disperse. And I tell them to raise their hands. And it was really interesting seeing uh, three hundred androids just raise their hands all at the same time. Yeah. yeah, like the the whole sequence was obviously very scripted, but it was really still really cool. Like honestly, like it felt like it. There were enough models on screen and everything that like it felt kind of like you were building up this true like march. And it mm-hmm. was yeah, like you said, like some of those moments where it's like everybody just like raises their arms in unison and they're like chant in unison and like you you kind of like you were saying you pick the you pick sort of what your message is as you're uh, going down the street and chanting like you can change kind of like what it is that you're saying right there were a couple but, chants that i thought were dumb so i i tried to switch out <laughs> of them as fast as possible but <laughs> right but yeah that sequence was pretty cool uh then you get to the end of the street and you turn a corner a swat basically shows up and tells you to disperse or they will fire um real bullets not rubber bullets yep um and um, North says, run, let's take him. Uh, Josh says, stay put, make a point. The first time I played through, um, I stayed put the first. So it gives you two options. It's, if you stay put the first time, the cops shoot several of you. The second time... I don't know. Maybe it gives you three. The second time it shoots more people than the third time. And, and all three times you have the option of saying, 
uh, rush cops, run away, do nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I did nothing all three times. And I'm guessing, Tyler, you did as well. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and yeah. we died. Yeah, oh, I did. for what like I said, for whatever reason, I just I kind of felt like that was gonna be like and I honestly don't really even regret this decision, even though as we'll see later, it led to a cascade effect that really negatively impacted my other characters in ways that I didn't necessarily expect, which I thought was awesome instantly. Like I thought that was really right. good game design. But for this specific moment, I still don't really regret it. Like, I feel like that's kind of like my Marcus went out there and was like, from the very beginning, he was like making a point of, you know, we have to make people aware, like we've got to make a stand, like we won't tolerate this any longer, but we can't resort to violence. And like, we've, we've mm -hmm. got to be better than this. Yeah. And so he basically just went out there and I wasn't honestly, like, I kind of was like, oh, they'll probably just arrest him or something like that. Or like, maybe it'll be like the first sequence in the game where he like wakes up and like you take control again. Um, but honestly, I was okay with it. Yep. They just, they shoot him and he dies there. Oh. If, if that's, that's the stand you'd make. So for me, the, uh, the security guard that you, you release the android one he shows up and he he rescues you yeah, that's what happened in my playthrough oh yeah he he shows up i think because i think you know marcus walks up to like to sacrifice himself and he gets shot um but then that guy uh john is his name he comes up um and he fights the he fights the police off and then other people come up and drag you back interesting huh I'm pretty yep. sure a mine was just I did nothing the first time they started firing and then I got the hell out of there because <laughs> and I guess in my point I was still trying to win public opinion so showing that we were standing firm and then just kind of just like sitting ducks as we were running away and they were firing on us it like at least helped our view in humans mind like, mm -hmm. like what the heck they just fired on them for really no reason yeah and I think if I were opt, if I would definitely, if I were like optimizing my playthrough, like the like if I were trying to get the end result that I really wanted to get, that's what I would have done instead. Yeah. But I... something in me just snapped though. And I was like, <laughs> no, I, and I, like it was like that's the thing is like I, I made it my goal when I was playing this game not to try and kind of like meta game it too much and to just kind of let my like emotions in the moment guide me a bit. And so from right. that perspective, I was like, I was there as Marcus and he was just like, I'm not going to stand for this. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'll sacrifice myself mm -hmm. to make a point. And that's what I did, basically. See, I, I, I did it something different. I saw that every time that or when I stayed and did nothing, the it told me that the public opinion went up and I'm like, OK, well, I'm just going to do it as much as it tells me. Um, try <laughs> to get that public opinion up. That was my goal. And then when I got shot, I was like, oh, well, now I'm a martyr. <laughs> and, and so after I died, I was like, okay, you know, maybe they'll use my death in a positive way and, you know, continue the story, um, in, you know, in a good way. Um, and as Tyler is laughing, uh, that doesn't exactly happen. Well, yeah, like, and 
Well, like, North is the de facto right. leader after that's, if you that's die, why right? That's a problem that she's <laughs> as bloodthirsty as she is. Do you guys actually get to control her, or no. is it more just a cutscene whenever... It's, they're just cutscenes. Yeah, it's more cutscene. Mm. And that's that's why it was like like it was really that's what I mean about like it was really cool from a game design perspective. I feel like because I I almost think it would have cheapened it a bit if you had had more agency over North. Like as it was, it was kind of cool because it's like, well, shit, you know, your choices have consequences. Like Marcus is just dead now, so you no longer really get to influence how the revolution proceeds it's like now it's kind of left to north who in my game of course because they'd started kind of down a path of becoming lovers like she was like heartbroken and angry and -hmm. couldn't really see past that to lead in the way that marcus probably would have wanted her to and i thought that was kind of a cool touch too it's like she was still her own character yeah that's a that's a really nice touch okay i don't think we have anything else to say about marcus right because then they start kind of intertwining right mm-hmm. okay uh, pretty much okay well we are going to end there i think for the night um we didn't have time to talk about connor so we'll have to hit him up next time as always thank you for your continued support uh jared um hit us with the socials we're on twitter now Woo! Woo! Oh. Hey, um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at smallconpod, S M A L L C O N P O D, or the Small Consolation on Facebook. Excellent, and you, as always, you can follow me uh, on Twitter as well, Peaches Brittany. Uh, Nick, it's your turn. Tell the listeners that we said goodbye. Power down now. <laughs> How would you rate your care? (laughs) Are you satisfied? (laughs) 404, not found. Updates 10% complete.